Today's message is entitled, Living in Active Faith. Once in a while, we need to be reminded about faith. Because if you don't hear the word of faith, once in a while, you know, we tend to go back into our flesh, into our feelings and our senses. And faith is absolutely essential to really living a victorious Christian life. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk by faith and not by sight. Hebrews 11, verse 6, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. As I said, faith is absolutely essential to a Christian life. It is a foundational principle. It is an elementary principle. That means each and every one of us must understand what faith is and must know how to walk in it. Otherwise, we will not have a successful relationship with Jesus Christ. Because the Bible says we walk by faith, not by our feelings, not by our senses. We please God by faith. In fact, just a few verses before this, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, the just shall live by faith. Abraham obeyed God by faith. We obey by faith. We serve God by faith. That's what Moses did. We go through trials and situations and difficulties by faith. We obtain promises. Hebrews tells us in chapter uh, 11 verse 33, we obtain the promises of God by faith. Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the shield of faith in spiritual warfare. Take the shield of faith with which you'll be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, we are saved by grace through faith. You cannot even enter into the kingdom of God without faith. See, everything we do as believers, Today, when you came to church, you came by faith. Believing God has something for you. We worship by faith. We pray by faith. We lay hands by faith. We give into the offering by faith. So really, faith is an elementary foundational principle that we must understand. Can you say amen? So what is faith? Faith comes from the Greek word pistis. Everyone say pistis which simply means a firm persuasion. A firm persuasion in your heart. It means a conviction, a conviction that you have based upon what you have heard. And this is very similar to the word believe, which is in Greek, the word pistio, which means to be persuaded. It means to place confidence upon something. For example, you are very confident that chair can hold you. So you have put your trust on the chair. That is, you are believing in the strength of the chair to hold you. That is what faith is. It's a strong confidence. It's relying upon somebody or something. It's to be deeply persuaded in your heart. Let me give you an example from Scripture. Acts chapter 8. If you will turn there. And look at verse 5. Acts chapter 8 verse 5. Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. Can you say Christ? So Philip is preaching the gospel. 
As he preaches the gospel, the Bible says the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip. So they paid attention to what Philip is saying, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed and there was great joy in that city. But a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria claiming that he was someone great to whom they all gave heed. That means the people of the city were paying attention to this sorcerer called Simon in the past saying this man is a great power of God because he was astonishing them with some things that he was doing. And they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time. Verse 12. But when they believed, when Philip went, he preached the gospel, he did miracle signs and wonders, and the Bible says, when they believed Philip, that means they had faith. Faith came to the city. They believed. As he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, both men and women were baptized. Then Simon himself also believed, and when he was baptized, he continued with Philip. So here we see a picture of what faith looks like. They heard the word. There was a conviction in their heart. They were persuaded by what Philip said, not only by his words, but also because of the signs and the healings and the wonders that he performed in the name of Jesus. And their persuasion resulted in an action. They decided to get water baptized. They decided to leave their old religion. And they decided to adopt a new way of life. That is what faith looks like. See, faith is more than an opinion. Faith is more than just having a mental agreement, intellectual knowledge, reading a book and being able to quote some verses or quote some sayings from some preachers. Faith is more than just a feeling, a goosebump feeling that you will get in a worship atmosphere. Faith, you can write this down, is a firm belief. Faith is a firm conviction that you hold in your heart. That is not dependent on what you see, what you feel, or your circumstances. A firm conviction that you hold based on the word, the truth of God. And that firm conviction results in a definite action in your life. It's important to add that. There must be a result of a definite action that comes out of your faith. The scriptures that you can memorize are not the scriptures you believe. The scriptures that you are doing are the only scriptures you believe. Can you say amen? We put up scriptures on our walls. It doesn't mean you have faith in those scriptures. We put up scriptures on our Facebook wall, Instagram. We put up scriptures everywhere. But the question is, are you acting on the scriptures? Are you doing those scriptures? Because if you don't, there is no faith. It's important to understand this because we are very religious people. We like to decorate our homes with scriptures. Decorate the cars with scriptures. But all of those things don't make any difference if you don't believe. 
Let me tell you one thing. The devil is not scared of you putting up scriptures on your walls. Amen. The devil also believes the scriptures, the Bible says. Amen. It's only when you believe the scriptures that there is power that is released from heaven into your circumstance. Can you say amen? Only when you're doing the scriptures. How do I get faith? Look at Acts chapter 14. Pastor, how do I get faith? That's one of the big questions I'm asked almost all the time during counseling. And there are times people will come to the front and say, Pastor, pray for me. I want faith. And when they ask that prayer request, many times I just can't pray for them. Because they're trying to get faith from a way that God did not ordain. The primary way you get faith, and I want to show it to you in the scriptures. All right? All right. Acts chapter 14, verse 8. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. Verse 9, this man heard Paul speaking. What was Paul speaking? Look at verse 7. And they, Paul and his team, were preaching the gospel. They were preaching the good news. They were preaching the message of Christ. Can you say amen? And when this man heard Paul speaking, he was listening to a sermon. He was listening to some words about Jesus. Bible says, Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. That means faith came. As Paul was preaching the gospel and this man was listening, suddenly Paul in the spirit discerned, this man has faith. Faith has come. As he was listening, as he was listening, faith came. But even though faith came, it made no difference in this man's life. Even though faith was already there, it did not make any difference in his circumstance until Paul said, stand up straight on your feet and he leaped and walked. Paul caused him to act on his faith. But the question here is, how does faith come? Very simple. Faith comes when you hear the good news. The good news about God, the good news about Jesus, the good news about the finished work on the cross. Turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Some translations say, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. I believe they refer to the same thing, only more specifically, the word of Christ is talking about the good news, the message of Jesus Christ. And I prefer this translation because there are some things you will read in the Old Testament that may not necessarily give you faith, but it's still the Word of God. But when you hear the message of Christ, how Christ came, He died on the cross for your sins, He took your sickness and your pains on the cross, He took your curses, He took your uh, transgressions, He was chastised for your peace, He took your curses. When we hear the message of Christ, faith comes. And that's what Paul was preaching in Lystra. You see, the gospel reveals the true knowledge of God. The Bible says in Hebrews that Jesus is the express image of God. That means Jesus came to reveal God 
in full brightness, in full glory. More than the Old Testament revealed God, Jesus revealed Him in the brightness of the glorious nature, attributes, character, power, and ability that God possesses. And that's what the gospel reveals. The gospel reveals the nature of God and the power of God, the attributes of God, the grace of God, the love of God in what Jesus did for us on the cross. Can we say amen? So this is the source of faith. The source of faith is God Himself. The source of faith is the gospel. The truth that is there in the Word of God. You see, faith is not the product of self. Just a few weeks back, there was a lady in my office and we were talking. And she was going through guilt and she was going through condemnation. And she was saying, I've been confessing my sin again and again and again, but I still am filled with guilt. So when I saw that, when I, saw that I realized she was trying to produce faith by her works. She was trying to produce faith by some spiritual exercise, some spiritual discipline. Let me tell you this, you cannot produce faith from yourself. Your good works will not produce faith. Your spiritual efforts will not produce faith. Because faith does not come from men. Faith is not a product of reasoning also. Intellectual abilities or having knowledge. Yes, knowledge is good because it will bring you to a point where you believe. But knowledge alone does not produce faith. Faith does not come by wishing or wanting also. Many times when I'm counseling people, they say, Pastor, I really want to believe. Yeah, you're, I mean, your intention is right, but just by wanting, you will not have faith. Amen. Faith is produced by God. Hallelujah. God is a source of faith. In Mark chapter 5, verse 25 to 26, there's a story of a woman with a sickness for 12 years. She was bleeding. And she had tried many things. Doctors, herbal remedies, Russian medicines, Amway. She's tried everything. <laughs> but she was not healed and she was only spending her money. You know, those medicines are expensive. Amway is expensive. Amen. Coming to church every Sunday will be better than Amway. I tell you the truth. Come to church every Sunday, worship God, be in the presence of God. It will bless your bodies more than those Russian medicines. And you don't even know what you're taking, those Russian medicines, because everything is in Russian. <laughs> you just have to trust your agent well, and your agent wants you to take as much as you can, have an overdose of vitamins, because he's making money out of you. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says, when she heard about Jesus, when she heard about Jesus, she said in the heart, if only I will touch his clothes, I shall be made well. See, the moment she heard about Jesus, faith came. The moment you hear about God, he's a God of compassion, faith comes. The moment you hear God has forgiven you of your sins, faith comes. Sound is better. The moment you hear about God's ability. Faith comes. 
So faith comes from God. Our part is to hear. Even faith is a gift from God. For by grace we are saved through faith, and that not of ourselves, it is a gift from God. Our ability to believe comes from what He says in His Word. Can you say Amen? Hallelujah. So where do we hear about God? Well, if you want to hear about God, you have to come to church. You have to watch some sermons. You have to read some books. You have to be in fellowship where people are talking about God. See, so we have to be practical. If we want to walk in faith, we need to put ourselves in positions where there is an atmosphere of God, where there is preaching, where there is the word being released. Many times people come to tell me, Pastor, I really want to believe. I want to walk by faith. But when I look into their lives, I see that most of the time, they're hanging out with worldly friends, hanging out in parties, talking about movies and all the other things, and yet we want to walk in faith. See, faith comes from the Word. Can you say Amen? Let me tell you something about the different levels of faith here so that we are understanding faith. There's natural faith. Every human being has the ability to believe. Even the unbelievers are believing something. God created the human heart with the ability to believe. To believe. So everyone has the ability to believe. That is natural or ordinary faith. All right. But the moment you get born again, you believe in the gospel, you are in the kingdom of God, now you have a quality of faith that has come from heaven. Let me talk about some of those levels here. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Romans chapter 12 verse 3. Many Christians say, Pastor, I have no faith. Pastor, I, I don't know how to pray. I have no faith. You know, I'm not like you, Pastor, because I don't think, I don't feel like I have faith. You see, many of you are thinking that you will feel something and then you know it's faith. Faith is not a feeling. You cannot feel faith. You just believe. But when you believe, there are some good feelings that come out of your belief, like peace and joy. And those are indicators of whether you are in faith, whether your heart is in faith. But faith in itself, you cannot feel. All right? The Bible says in the last part, God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Every believer, this is talking about believers. Every believer has a measure of faith. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, you have a measure of faith. Every one of you have faith. You have faith. Come on, say it with me. I have faith. Say, I have faith. I am not faithless. I have faith. You have faith. God has given everyone a measure of faith. Cup full, bucket full, spoonful, but you have faith. It is how you use your faith that is more important. Amen. So you have faith. Now we just have to learn how to use it. All right. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 3. The measure of faith God has given you can grow. It can grow. 
We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. Your faith can grow. Faith is like a muscle that if you go to the gym and you pump iron, you're going to look bigger than the others. But really, every human being has the same amount of muscles. Same amount of muscles. Those who use the muscles more, their muscles look bigger. But all of us have the same amount of muscles. Did you know that? Amen. So faith is the same. God has given every believer a measure of faith. But those who are using their faith are flexing their faith muscles. And that's why their faith is strong. One of the ways you flex your faith muscles is this. Every day get up in the morning, thank you Lord for a good day. Thank you Lord, your mercies are good, new every morning. Hallelujah, I worship you today. I praise you today. What are you doing? You are flexing your faith muscles. Why? Because we thank God by faith. We don't see him, but we thank him for he is there with us. As his word says. We don't know how the day will go, but we believe his word. His mercy and his grace is with us today. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? So you're flexing your faith muscles. But if you get up in the morning and, ah, oh, I just feel terrible. Pastor says, thank God, but who wants to thank God right now? You know, you are flexing your flesh muscles. You are feeding your flesh. And you're letting your flesh control you. You must understand this. If you want a successful, victorious, blessed Christian life, faith has to lead you. Faith has to lead you. In the morning you get up, your belief has to lead you. You have to change your thinking. You have to change your way of speaking. You have to change your behavior by faith. According to your faith. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Matthew 8 verse 10 talks about great faith. This is the Roman centurion that comes to Jesus and says, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus replies, I have not seen such great faith, not even in Israel. Great faith. The way we use our faith can attract a compliment from God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now we also have in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9, the gift of faith, which is a gift of the Holy Spirit. Now many people confuse this with people like us in the ministry. Oh, you guys have the gift of faith. I don't have. So you pray for me and I will be healed. You see, the gift of faith is a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. It can happen in any believer's life. According to the situation, according to your yieldedness to the Holy Spirit, and the gift of faith is needed to perform miracles. The gift of faith is needed to perform great works of faith. But this is something that is initiated by the Holy Spirit and not by us, but for everyday life, walking by faith, obtaining promises by faith, obeying by faith, growing in faith, exercising great faith, that is up to us. Can you say amen? That is our responsibility. 
So don't confuse the two. You have faith. You can grow your faith and you can have great faith. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Now turn to James chapter 2 verse 17. What is faith? Faith is what you believe. It's a firm conviction. How does faith come? Faith comes by hearing the word of Christ. And then faith can grow by exercising it. And that's what I want to talk about right now. Faith must be released. In James chapter 2 verse 17, the Bible says, Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. In chapter 1, he talks about be a doer of the word. So the word works here is not really referring to religious works. It's referring to action corresponding to your faith. Did you follow me? Because sometimes we look at that and we think the works here is talking about being active in church, being religious, and, and being a good person. <clears throat> See, sometimes you can be very active in church and not have faith. Yeah. You can be volunteering every day of your life and still not be in faith. So the word works here is referring to corresponding action to what you believe. That means if you believe it, be a doer of the word. The only scriptures you believe are the scriptures you are obeying. Amen. So the point here is this. Faith must be released. You must release your faith for faith to be effective. There was a man in the desert who got lost and he was about to die of thirst. And you know, when you are in the desert and you're very thirsty, everything becomes a mirage. So he saw a beautiful fountain here on the right and he went dragging himself and there was nothing because now he's hallucinating. And then on the left, he saw another beautiful fountain, oasis. He went dragging himself and there was nothing. And then he kept on seeing mirage after mirage and he was like at the point of death. I'm giving up. Suddenly on the right, he heard some noises. He went up to the dune, looked beyond, and he saw this beautiful oasis with beautiful water. There was a lake in the middle. There were these palm trees. He said, maybe let's try again. So he went there and it was a real oasis. There was a tent that was pitched. And with all his remaining strength, he just stumbled himself into the midst of the tent. And guess what? There was a group of deacons that were having a meeting in the desert. This man was a pastor. So he got very excited. Among the deacons, there was a doctor. So they came and examined him. And the doctor said, if this man does not drink water in five minutes, he will die. Then another one of the deacons says, I believe that water can, can save him. That bottle of water that there on the table. But they were only talking. So this man, being a pastor, being among a group of deacons, he also wanted to impress them and says, I believe if I drink that water, I will live. And all the deacons said, Amen. He got excited. He says, I believe. He was a Pentecostal preacher, you see. If I drink that water, I will live. And we're like, yes, Amen. Amen, brother. You will live if you drink that water. 
Two minutes already left. Only left now. He's about to die. But they really wanted to impress the deacons. So he says, I believe if I drink that water, I will not die, but live. And then all the deacons again said, Amen. Hallelujah. 30 seconds left. With all his remaining strength, he says, I believe. And then he breathed his last and he died. He died there. True story. <laughs> you know that many Christians are like that pastor and those deacons. That man died because he did not act on what he believed. He believed the water would save him, but he did not drink it. Many Christians are like that. We believe Jesus heals, but we don't seek Him for healing. We believe Jesus will provide our needs, but we don't seek Him and we don't give sacrificially as He leads. We only have mental assent. And that's why faith by itself, faith without works, that's what James says. Faith without works is passive faith. It's mental opinion. If you go out in the streets and you ask them, do you, do you know who Jesus is? They'll say, yes. Who is he? He's our Savior. He's a Messiah. They will say that. But if you look in their lives, they have not believed. They have not acted on it. Faith without action is believing and accepting Bible truths, even believing Jesus performs miracles today, but still having no action. See, unless you release your faith, it will have no benefit to you. It will not benefit you at all. Faith can come, but unless you act, it will make no benefit in your life. If you look at John chapter 12, verse 42, there is a very telling verse here about the importance of acting on the Word of God. Nevertheless, even among the rulers, this is the Pharisees and Sadducees, many believed in Jesus, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess Him, lest they should be put out of the synagogues. They believed, but they did not act. Many believed, they say. But they did not act. They did not confess. How do we release faith? Turn to Romans chapter 10 verse 9. By the way, please pray for me and Brother Ato. We are traveling to Myanmar tomorrow. We'll be back next week. That is after Sunday on the Tuesday. And we're going there to finish up the Bible school the last week. Pastor Charlie will come from Colombia. And I will be there and we'll be doing the last week. We'll have a graduation. We have 40 students in the Bible school now. So we praise God for that. And we're really looking forward to going and, you know, being able to really partner with some of those pastors and evangelists. All right. So please keep me and Otto in prayer. All right. Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ephesians 2.8 says, For by grace we are saved through faith, not of ourselves. Right? So we are saved by faith. Yes or no? 
That's the most amazing miracle. Because one moment you were a sinner, suddenly you're a child of God. One moment you were in sin, suddenly you're in the kingdom of God. One moment you were in sin nature, and suddenly now you have the nature of God. You carry the image of God. You were once darkness, but now you are light. Hallelujah. How did that happen? When you believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth Jesus as Lord. That means it was by faith. So how did you reactivate your faith to the point you changed from darkness to light? From sin nature to God nature? How did that miracle happen? When you believed in your heart and you confessed with your mouth. In other words, faith is released by speaking. What you believe in your heart. That is the primary way. That is where it begins. That is not the only way, but that is where it begins. When she heard about Jesus, she said, If only I will touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She said, she said, she said, she spoke something. If only I will touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And then her words resulted in action and she came to touch his clothes. Faith must result in action. If you truly believe. When I was in Singapore, 1996, and I was going through the period where I was seeking God, I came to a point where I was convinced in my heart. I was absolutely convinced Jesus is the Son of God. He was not just a special song. He was not just a story in a camp. But He was a real person who is a Son of God. And everything He said in His Word is true. And I was convinced. And out of that conviction in my heart, there was a thought that came to my mind. The only logical outcome from my conviction that Jesus is the Son of God must be my complete surrender of my life into His hands. That's the only logical outcome of faith. If you truly believe Jesus is the Son of God, He died for your sins. Jesus is your Lord. He's the maker of the universe. And one day He will come to judge the world and judge all of us for our works. If you truly believe that, the only logical outcome of faith is complete surrender. If I will say Jesus is the truth, but I will live my life in my own philosophy, then we are not in faith. If we say Jesus is the only way, not only to the Father, the only way to live life on the earth is Jesus. There is no way to live life. All the philosophies of men, I tell you, are dead. You cannot live life by all the different philosophies that are there in the world. There's only one philosophy I have now for life, and that is Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. If you truly believe that, it will result in only one action, complete surrender of your life to Jesus. And that is what I did. Amen. Faith must have action. I decided to follow completely. Not join ministry. I just followed. 
and out of the following ministry came. Amen. Some people in ministry are not following Christ. Some people who are not in ministry follow Christ better. I'm just talking about following Christ with wholeheartedness because you believe in Him. In Acts chapter 14, verse 9 and 10, we saw the man had faith to be healed. Therefore, Paul caused him to act on his faith and said, stand up and walk. And as he acted, faith activated the power of God in his life. Faith must have corresponding action. <clears throat> if you believe in tithing, then tithe. If you believe in the power of Jesus' name, use that name when you pray against evil spirits, against sickness. If you believe Jesus heals today, come to receive prayer. And don't just come once, come again, come again. Keep on coming till you see that healing in your body. Amen. I've prayed for thousands of people my whole life. I don't know how many have been healed, how many did not get healed. But just because some people did not get healed does not stop me from praying for them. So just because you didn't get healed the first time, don't stop receiving prayers. Why? Because you believe Jesus heals today. You're not just trying it out. Let's try out how anointed Pastor Sean is. Let's try out how anointed this pastor is. No, you believe. If you believe, you will ask anyone, not only Pastor Sean, any believer to lay hands on you and pray for you. Amen. See, when Abraham heard from God, get out of your father's house and I will bless you. I will make of you a great nation. Abraham believed and he left the father's house and the father's land and he went out to a country he has never seen before. When God spoke to Moses, I'm going to use you to deliver the nation of Israel, he believed and he acted. He went to Pharaoh and did what God asked him to do. Amen. Peter believed. And that's why he said, silver and gold I do not have. What I have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Why? He believed and when he believed, he acted. Amen. Joshua believed what God said. Walk around Jericho seven times. Because he believed, he acted. You see, faith must have genuine change in your life. The change is called repentance. The change is called fruits of repentance. The change is called action, obedience, the obedience of faith. Hallelujah. I remember this time when I was in Shillong, 1997, I went for a conference. Uh, I forget the guy's name. Dennis Balcom had come from Hong Kong, very well-known pastor, and he was being mightily used for missions in China. At that time, you know, it was illegal to take Bibles into China, so he would gather people from all around the world, and they'll become donkeys for Jesus and carry Bibles into China. And so, he was sharing about what God is doing in the Chinese churches and how revival is breaking forth. And I remember before I went to the conference, you know, I would always pray for souls. I would pray for nations and sometimes even crying in my heart. And China was one of the countries I really wanted to go. And I was always praying for China, praying and interceding. And then while he was there in the conference, he was talking about how the Bibles do cost a lot. And then we're going to have a special offering for that. Suddenly I realized 
that I had to make a decision. I cried for souls. I was passionate for souls. I believed soul winning is important. I believe God's mandate for the church is world evangelism. So in the end, if I believe those things, you see, that's the time when the rubber hits the road. If I believe those things, I had to ask myself, how much are you willing to give for what you believe? Because that's your faith. It's not like, oh, I believe, I believe. Giving, ah, I don't want to give to Bibles. I don't want to give for world evangelism. I don't want to give for soul winning. 10 rupees. So I had to make a decision. If I truly prayed, see, it's not just a crying, you see. It's not just the act of, you know, feeling ooey gooey because in the presence of God, you pray for nations. Oh, Chinese Christians. Oh. You know, it's not that kind of feeling only. If you really believed, how much are you willing to sacrifice to see those people saved? 1996, I didn't have enough money. I wasn't working. But I had a gold chain that was wrapped around my neck. And I decided to sew that gold chain for Bibles in China. Now some of you are thinking, Pastor, what kind of harvest did you get in return? I don't remember getting any harvest back from that gold chain. And you know what? I really don't care. Because I did not give the gold chain expecting a hundredfold return. Because that was not my goal. My goal was I gave in faith because I believed that souls should be saved in China. That was my faith. That's it. Amen. Now I'm sure in heaven's economy, the return back into my life is even more than what I've realized. But that is not what my target is. Amen. Faith, what I'm trying to say is this, must have corresponding action. Turn to Acts chapter 2 verse 21 and we'll close here this morning. What a miracle, I finished my message. Acts chapter 2 verse 21. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well, the Bible says we are saved by faith. That means your calling must be faith. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let them say continually, as the psalmist says, let them say continually, those who are Christians, the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of their servants. There's one thing I love to say continually. The Lord is magnified in my prosperity. The Lord is magnified in the blessings upon my life. The Bible says, let them say continually. Do you want to see that verse? Turn to Psalms. I hope I can find it. Psalms 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. This is talking about Christians. Let them say continually, the servants of the Lord. Let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Let them say continually, continually. Can you say continually? Not just once, not just twice. Let them keep on saying continually. You see, God wants you to speak what you believe in your heart. God wants you to speak the truth of God's word that is in your heart and to speak it continually and to speak it continually. Because that is your faith. And the Bible says, 
when God sees your faith, He's pleased. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. In other words, with faith, you can please God. What is faith? Faith is believing in your heart and speaking from your mouth. When I was going through the period in my life where I had anxiety attacks, panic attacks, depression. I mean, just severe attacks for a season in my life. Almost to the point where there were times I feared I was going to lose my mind. Just because of, you know, the attack, just the pressure, the stress, you know. People would call that PTSD, um, anxiety, panic attacks. I stopped reading those books after a while also because it was not the news of the Lord. It was the news of psychologists and the news of medical science that caused me to get more into unbelief. So I went to the Word of God and I decided I'm going to release my faith every day. And I even met a psychologist who said, it will take you many years to come out of this. I went and met doctors. Doctors said, oh, you have this, you have that. They gave me you know, medicines for my heart. After a while, I just threw out all those things. I went to the Word and I began to just believe what the Word says about me. And I spoke those words every day for months. I'm seated with Jesus in heavenly places. Fear is under my feet. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but the power and of love and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. God has given me power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing, nothing shall by any means harm me. And I just spoke those words. And when I was speaking those words, I could feel fear in my mind, in my body. When I was speaking those words, I could feel depression in my heart. When I spoke those words, I did not feel those words. My feeling was the complete opposite of what I was speaking. I was speaking, I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. I felt like I was down in the dumps. I would declare that I am victorious in Christ Jesus. I felt like I was beaten up every day by Satan. But I spoke what I believed, not what I felt. I spoke what I believed. And the more I spoke, it turned the situation. It turned. It was not like a sudden breakthrough one night and then everything was gone. No. It was a season where God taught me to renew my mind and to cause His words alone to be in my mouth. Don't speak what you think. Speak the word. Don't speak what you feel. Speak the word. Don't speak what you see. Speak the word. Don't speak what you're going through. Speak the word. And the Lord was training me and discipling me. That my only reaction in every situation was to speak the word. To speak the word. And it caused this renewal. This shift. And I don't remember the time when the depression left. I don't remember the time when the fear, the panic anxieties left, but it just disappeared. But the greatest outcome of that is not my deliverance from uh, depression and anxiety and panic attacks. The greatest outcome out of that is really being strengthened in faith and learning to walk in faith. That is it. If you have been blessed through this podcast, we invite you to partner with us in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ from Nagaland to the nations. We make all our series available for free, but it does cost us time, effort, and money to do. So the support of people such as you will enable us 
to reach more people in more regions. Remember, when you give, the Word of God says in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you, always having all sufficiency, all things, may have an abundance of every good work. If you would like to support our media ministry on a monthly basis or through a one-time gift, kindly write to us at faithharvestnagaland at gmail.com and visit our website www.faithharvest.in and you can go to the giving section. You can also give through this UPI ID 700 at Paytm. God bless you and thank you so much for your generosity.